your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. We got a fun one for you today. It seems like everybody around the league, uh, the media, has been doing player grades for the Blues 2021 season. So we're going to do our own player grades. We're going to split it up. We're going to do forwards today. uh, And then we're going to do defensemen and goalies on the next episode. Uh, So make sure you tune into the next one as well. But before we get into all of that, breaking it down for you guys, I want to remind you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Josh. So, got the roster pulled up right now for the St. Louis Blues on cbs.com. So, it's got centers and wingers split up. So, we're going to start with the centers. The first name they have listed, Tyler Bozak. If you had to give him a grade... If you were a teacher, give him a grade for his season on his report card to bring home to his family and say, hey, mom, dad, look what I did. What would you give him and why? Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, Tommy, I'm looking at I got all the all the players listed out. I've already given them their grades. Um, and I'll tell you, it's kind of looking like my uh, my transcript back when I was a math major. Not not a whole lot of A's and B's. Um, <laughs> C's get degrees, though. C's do get degrees. Um, a lot of a lot of C's, couple D's. One F. I live by that motto as well. Yep, yeah, yep. One F. You guys might know who that one is if you've been listening to this podcast. But that being said, Tyler Bozak is one of the members of the St. Louis Blues maintaining above a 3.0 GPA this season. I'm giving him a B. Um, I think you could make the argument that he could even get an A um, due to his play late in the season. Uh, I think overall, he was a pretty steady player for the Blues. Um, not really too... too uh, inconsistent, you know, you knew what you were getting out of him night in, night out. And at the end of the season, he stepped up his play. And I think he had like 15 of his 17 points in the last 20 games. Um, so for that, you could argue to give him an A. And if we're taking playoffs into account, um, I think that sort of brings him back down as well as he didn't make too much of an impact. So I'm sticking around to B. Uh, if we were using the plus and minus system, I'd maybe, maybe give him a B plus, but I do think he was one of the more solid forwards on this team. So Tyler Bozak gets a I think you hit the nail on the head there when you when you said you can make the argument for an A because I'm going to make the argument for an A. I think Tyler Bozak, especially if you're if you're basing these grades based off of expectation, Tyler Bozak at the beginning of the season was everything you expected from him. I mean, he's a third line center. He's not going to go out there and be an absolute world beater. Um, fortunately for the St. Louis Blues in the second half of the season after he came back from that hit from Mark Stone, he absolutely was. And like you said, going on a torrid pace, uh, so scoring some shorthanded goals was a huge, huge weapon from the faceoff dot. Uh, not sure what his percentage ended up being, but I, it felt like he was winning faceoffs left and right. And that was one of the big things in the playoffs that the Blues struggled with. So for that reason, everyone was talking about him. Uh, he's having, like, I mean, a career year, really. He's like, what, 34 years old? He's getting up there in age. So, And at the end of his contract, when he's going to be a free agent, too. Because a lot of people were like, well, he's not. he shouldn't be making that much money. But now, I mean, his agent will probably make the argument that, yeah, because he's trending the right way. So um, Fair. all those things considered, I think I would give Tyler Bozak an A, especially for the St. Louis Blues team, because he was... He was crucial to this team's success going down the stretch and making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of argument there. I just think the only reason is 
I don't know if you can put him on the same caliber as the other guys that are going to get A's. Um, cause I don't, I don't think there are very many. I think I have two, um, A's on the entire roster for the St. Louis blues, maybe three. Um, so putting Bozak up there it, it, or not putting him up there is nothing against him more so to say that I think there were very few players that went above and beyond to the point where they needed an A and maybe Tyler Bozak did, but I still think I'm keeping him at a B, but I think you could see either argument for sure. So moving down the list, the second center on the list for the St. Louis blues is Dakota Joshua. Uh, I don't know if he played, Oh, I did play center, Played a couple um, games, but he played a couple games. Uh, I think. Going back to what I said with Tyler Bozak, if I'm basing my grade based off the expectations that I had for him, I really had no expectations for him because, I mean, he's a prospect uh, and you expect young guys to kind of come in and almost be invisible. Uh, but he was laying the body a lot, got in a couple fights, uh, scored a goal at the same time, and like you said, didn't play a whole lot of games. So I would love to see some more for him. Uh, he exceeded my expectations. Uh, so for that reason, I can't really give him a C cause those are, I mean, that would just be, uh, I expected him to be invisible and he was. So, um, for that reason, I'm going to give Dakota Joshua a B on his season. For this yeah. Place. Yeah. I, I didn't actually have him on my initial list, but as soon as he mentioned his name, I think that's an easy B, um, a name that I barely knew heading into the season. Obviously, I had read his name on a few prospect lists here and there, so I wasn't completely unfamiliar, but I bet he was a name that a lot of Blues fans were like, who the heck is this? Um, and other than other than providing you know a few good tweets where I was able to take advantage of the similar names, um, I also enjoyed his, his play, and I do think that he rose to the occasion, fit the role that he was asked to play very, very well, um, and, and really just didn't look like a a no-name prospect out there that a lot of people probably thought he was going to be. So for that reason, I, I agree. I definitely think Dakota Joshua deserves to be. Anytime you get a seal of approval from Keith Kachuk himself as well, uh, it's going to bode well for the expectations that people Very have going true. forward. So uh, I, like I said, can't wait to see more from Dakota Joshua. Ryan O'Reilly, captain, man up next. Um, I think Ryan O'Reilly, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're leading – one of your leading point guys, 54 points on the season, ended with 24 goals, which is a lot better than the, what was it, 12 goals he had last season, a career low, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone expected him to bounce back this year in terms of offensive production. I feel like he did. It was almost a point per game. Ryan I mean, David David Perron was a point per game. Ryan O'Reilly was two points off from that mark. Um, I know he had some problems in the playoffs. Still was our uh, leading shutting, scorer. Shutting, shutting down Nathan McKinnon, still end up being your leading scorer. Uh, you can't give this guy anything but an A. He did everything he could possibly do for this Blues team. Yep, absolutely. Um, first year with the C in the Blue Note. Um, you know, you look at where he came from in Buffalo, having quote unquote lost his love of hockey. You know, the quote that gets thrown around all the time. Going from that to Stanley Cup champion, Conn Smythe winner. Um, et cetera, et cetera, and now being named captain, and he rose to the occasion. He was, for a stretch of the season, our best player, our most consistent player, second on the team in scoring, had on pace to be one of his career best years in terms of goal scoring. Um, you know, if it weren't for the shortened season, who knows how many he would have ended up with. And as much as he did struggle containing that line, he still was probably one of the better Blues players in, in a playoff series where I don't really think anyone – if we were if we were doing this – Playoff series grades. I don't know if anyone would get above a C, um, to be honest. So I really don't think that playoff can playoff can factor in a whole lot to these decisions. 
Um, maybe if we were doing if we were doing pluses and minuses, you could argue that the playoffs brings him from an A to an A minus. But I think without Ryan O'Reilly, the season would have been a whole lot worse than as as bad as it was. So Ryan O'Reilly definitely gets an A, no question there. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And Ryan O'Reilly was a huge part of the reason that the Blues had the success that they did um, and why they made it to the playoffs. But uh, if you're missing some huge parts for your car, you got to check out rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? You got to check out rockauto.com because they are a family business. They'll take care of you. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you guys. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Josh, when we come back, we're going to keep it going with the rest of this Blues roster. We're going to get into Mike Hoffman, Brady Shen, a whole bunch of controversial names uh, that we might not see eye to eye on, so don't go anywhere. Moving down the list, continuing with centers, got Braden Shen. Braden Shen, I think another guy that you know is 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 a household name with this Blues team. Um, maybe didn't have the best season that he's had with the Blues. Definitely could have expected more out of him at times, but I still think he was um, a big impact player for this team. Finished third in scoring, uh, or finished third third in scoring when it comes to points. Um, in terms of goal scoring, he was fourth. Um, and I, and I do think he was a pretty pretty big impact player for the Blues. Definitely could have asked for more out of him, so I definitely don't think he deserves that A rating. Um, I, I could see arguments for for giving Braden Shen a C, but looking at the looking at the points and seeing that he's you know right up there with the with the top of the top of the scorers for the Blues, I'm I'm giving Braden Shen a B for this year. Um, I definitely think he could have produced more, but I think there were a lot of guys that were underwhelming, um, and the fact that Braden Shen didn't kind of fall victim to that. Underproduct, un, underproductiveness that we saw out of a lot of forwards um, is why he earned a B. Yeah, I got him at a B as well. And I think one of the biggest things for me, you talked about him going ghost mode a little bit there and the goal drought uh, and the lack of point production and all those things are valid for sure. Um, but one of, the re- one of the areas that I did think that Braden Shen stepped up in uh, that I didn't really expect him to was obviously Braden Shen is a, is a member of this leadership group that the Blues have put in place. But it seemed like consistently after every game, um, Ryan O'Reilly would be answering questions to the media and Braden Shen would be too. And every time I listen to Braden Shen talk about um, breaking down the schematics of this team and what they were trying to do, uh, and even towards the end of the year and saying like he still believes in this group, um, and that team chemistry is a huge thing for this team. And uh, once they get back into a normal season, that's not in the middle of a pandemic. He thinks that they'll turn the, the they'll, that they'll turn the ship around. Um, I think Braden Shen. I always thought Braden Shen was a leader, but I thought he impressed me even more in that role this season. Uh, and obviously, being one of the top five guys on your team in point production, uh, he's he's walking the walk as well as talking the talk. So I think B is definitely fair for him. 
moving down the line, uh, the final center on the list, Robert Thomas. This one is tough because he's a friend of the pod. Uh, but when you talk about expectations, which we have been talking about, uh, obviously he had the injuries throughout the year, but I know a lot of people expected more from him. Uh, it seemed like he didn't have the energy at times. I think Craig Berube alluded to that. He would like to see him be a little bit more competitive. At times he he lost that edge that we saw in, in years past and didn't play with the same level of tenacity. So for that reason, unfortunately for me, Robert Thomas not only didn't exceed my expectations, but he didn't meet my expectations. So I'm giving him a D on the season. We continue to th- think with the same brain, Tommy. I am also giving Robert Thomas a D. And I think for pretty much the exact same reason that you said, I think a lot of us expected Robert Thomas to take a big step up this year. I think we saw him get pretty comfortable last year. Uh, and I think last year was his his overall most consistent season that we had seen out of him, obviously, like, as you would expect from any sort of younger player, rookie um, player of his age. And I think that a lot of us expected this year to be a big step up of a guy of his caliber at his age. This is typically when he starts to break out. And, you know, we saw that out of Jordan Cairo. Um, so I think it was only reasonable to expect something similar to Robert Thomas. And not only did he not take that step up, I think you could almost argue that he took a step back. Um he, play, he was playing a lot more passively this year than he had in the past. He wasn't really as dynamic with the puck as he has been in the past. He wasn't making those uh, thread-the-needle passes nearly as much. I don't think he played poorly this year. I just think that there were plenty of opportunities where he could have taken that next step or could have you know, asserted himself a little bit more, and he played pa- he played passive and, and didn't make differences as much as he could have, and for that reason, I'm giving him a D as well. It did seem like he picked it up a little bit, though, when they ended up putting him on the same line as Jordan Kyra. So hopefully uh, that bodes well for him moving forward. Hopefully that chemistry thing that we talked about uh, plays a big factor into his play as well, and uh, he can bounce back next season because uh, I still have high expectations for Robert Thomas. I think he's a fantastic hockey player. He just has, he's got to put it all together uh, and stay healthy, obviously. That's a huge part of it, and uh, getting surgery on your thumb obviously doesn't help matters in the long run. But uh, moving on to the wingers. Ivan Barbashev, we talked about it in the expansion draft protection podcast. Uh, I think he's an integral part of this team. Like these, he does all the little things, uh, cycling the pucks, dumping it in, banging bodies, uh, lethal on the forecheck. I think Ivan Barbashev is a key part to this team's success just because the point production's not really there and obviously not having Oscar Sundquist for a large part of the season. And those two kind of being a staple on that fourth line is probably going to take a dip in his production as well. So I don't really read into that too much. I think Ivan Barbashev did everything you expect of him this year uh, and not really a lot more, but that's fine because like I said, plagued by injuries. So I'll give him a C. I also give Ivan Barbashev a C for the exact reasons you stated there. I think he was an example of a guy who gave you exactly what you expected. No more, no less. And honestly, Ivan Barbashev is the type of player that is probably going to be a C player for his entire career. And that's perfect because that is exactly what you need out of him. So, yep, Barbashev gets a C. All right, moving down, Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay. This one's kind of tough for me because I feel like he played 36 games. So, obviously, he was like in and out of the lineup. You start off the season, uh, get your spot taken by Jordan Cairo. It's not a good way to start it. Um, but he still ended up on the season with 15 points, uh, had the highest shooting percentage on the team. So I would like to see him shoot the puck a little bit more. But that point production, I think, is a little bit more than last season. He he played really well in terms of offense, but uh, I think a lot of people have him pe- pegged as a th- third line, fourth line guy that's just going to bang bodies um, and expect that from him. So for that reason, I I mean, I'll probably sit at I'll say I'll say Sammy Blaze a C. But I think he has the potential to bump it up to a B next year. 
Yeah, I would give him a C plus if we were doing that. But again, I didn't see enough out of him to to think to say that he uh, exceeded my expectations by any means. I think he was a solid player for the Blues, but once again, one of the one of the many guys who didn't really step up when the team needed someone to step up and that's more to say about the team less about the individual players but again those individual players are the ones getting a's and b's and for that reason sammy blay is at a c for that same reason we talk about guys stepping up uh into areas that they need to kyle clifford is our next guy on the list i'm giving him an f um and that that is solely because i feel like one of the main reasons this team went out and gave kyle clifford a chance to excel on this roster was to not be a puck distributor because that's not the player he is. He's an enforcer. He's a big guy. He's going to, he's going to bang bodies and play it physical. Um, and he's, he's going to answer the call when you need someone to throw fists down. And unfortunately uh, I did not see that enough from him this season. I feel like Braden Shen was answering the call a little bit more or Robert Bertuzzo or guys like that. Um, then a guy who was specifically designated for that role. So that's why I'm giving Kyle Clifford an F. I could definitely see the argument for that. And maybe the only reason I'm not giving him an F is because I'm only giving out one F on this entire report card. And I think, I think giving anyone else an F would take away from how much the player that's getting an F deserves an F. Um, that being said, the argument's definitely there. I, I do think, you know, with Kyle Clifford, I don't think he... I didn't have very many expectations for him heading into the season, which is probably why I'm not giving him an F, because he didn't really underwhelm me that much. Obviously, like you said, he didn't fill his role as an enforcer, maybe as much as he needed to, but he did score a couple goals. He did fit that fourth line reasonably well. Um, again, I don't really think he has a place on this team in the long-term schematics. Uh, fit his role well-ish. Didn't do much more than that, so I'm giving him a D. That's valid. Okay, moving on to Mike Hoffman. Josh, if you had to give Mike Hoffman a grade, what would it be and why? Mike Hoffman. Now, this this is one that I kind of thought about. This um, one's polarizing. This one's definitely polarizing, but I flipped my opinion of Mike Hoffman pretty quickly there towards the end of the season. Um, Mike Hoffman, we brought him in. We knew that it was going to be – I don't want to say we knew it was going to be a testy fit, but uh, I think there was some hesitation bringing, bringing him in. There was a reason why you know he went so far to the offseason without being signed. And then early on in the season, it looked like the worst fit imaginable. Um, and I think a lot of people would have had him at an F for the first half of the season. Um, and a lot of people still might have him at an F. Um, I, I vehemently disagree. I think Mike Coffin was one of the most important players on the Blues this season. I think if it weren't for Mike Coffin, the Blues would not even have made the playoffs. Granted, you could argue that that would have been better. Whatever. Mike Coffin scored some huge goals when this team needed him to. Second on the team in scoring. Um, one of the better goal scorers this team had throughout the season, especially at the end of the year when the game started mattering so much more. He stepped up. He had so many two-goal games, so many power play goals. I think he is one of the biggest, if not the biggest reason why the power play had as much success as it did this year. And for that reason, I'm giving Mike Hoffman a B. That's fair. And I think once you, once you saw Mike Hoffman's name in the top six and on the top unit in the playoffs, um, you definitely, you definitely had to bet the over for the St. Louis Ooh. Blues. Cause it, meant, it definitely meant they were going to score a lot more goals. Uh, so if you were going to bet the over, you got to go to betonline.ag because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NHL playoffs are still going on. You can track all of that action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, before the next faceoff, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. 
as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit with the promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, I'm going to give my Mike Hoffman take. I don't agree with Josh, unfortunately. Ooh. So um, don't go anywhere. We'll finish out these grades uh, when we come back. Mike Hoffman. If you've been following me on Twitter, you know I've been behind him 100% behind bringing him in uh, all season long. I mean, the guy is a goal scorer. That's what he gets paid to do. Um, So unfortunately for me, because we're still sticking with the theme of expectations, right? I expected Mike Hoffman um, to be a lot more of an impact for the St. Louis Blues team. Now, obviously, there's a lot of reasons why he wasn't, right? And one of those reasons is uh, defensively, He's not as skilled as a lot of the forwards on our team. That's just a fact. Um, Another one of those reasons is Craig Berube didn't utilize him the way that he should have all season long. That's another reason. So you have to kind of take that into consideration. Um, But ends the the year with 36 points, as many as Braden Shen, third on your team in terms of point production. I I think there's no question that down the stretch, uh, he was lethal on the power play. He was lethal off the power play, pairing him with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo did wonders for him, even on that third line. Um, but seeing him in that top six as well was amazing. But because of the first half of his season, I mean, even if Craig Berube's putting him on the third line, on the fourth line, I don't think Mike Hoffman is a player that should rely on other people for his success. And so for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm giving him a C on the season. Yeah. That's fair. I do think bringing in his defensive abilities in terms of his grade isn't 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 too fair because we're talking about expectations, and I don't think anybody expected Mike Hoffman to do anything defensively for this team. Um, I think he was. I honestly argue that he might have been even a little bit better than expected on the defensive end. He still wasn't very good, but I, I think the he was he was not the complete pylon that a lot of people said he was going to be. There were times where he was able to hold his own defensively. That's true. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see, came around towards the end. I could see actually. either end of the spectrum. I wouldn't be surprised to see a world where we bring Mike Hoffman back and he becomes a featured player in this offense now that the Blues figured out how to utilize him. And I might be a little bit biased because of how just how good he was at the end of the season, but I, I'm confident in my B rating for him, especially like as a backup plan for Vladimir Tarasenko. Yep. So moving on, Clem Costin. I think he played what like two, two games, games this season one for the St. Louis Blues. Had one assist. <laughs> that fifty percent of his games he had a point in. So for that Damn. reason, I'm giving him an A on the season. Give him S S S tier. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, you can't really judge, but I mean, Clem Costin. Clem Costin wins the wins the KHL championship. Comes over here, gets an assist on yeah, a Cairo goal. Hey, my expectations of Clem Costin were that he was going to have zero points this year, and he had infinite. Yeah. He had infinitely more than zero. So, yeah, A, if you could even give a player who's played two games a grade. Mackenzie McEachern, kind of a similar scenario. I mean, we didn't really see enough of him to make a true judgment. I would say Mackenzie McEachern is the epitome of of, of a player playing like you expect him to. He's never going to go out there and just be an absolute world beater. But you're never going to go out there and say, oh, Mackenzie McEachern messed up again. Like, he doesn't really do that. Like, you know what he's capable of, and he does what he's capable of every night. So I'll give him a C. That's solid. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we're going to speed run these last few names, even though there's some big ones. 
David Perron, that's an e- I mean, that's an easy A plus. I'm He's great. The best player on your team, point per game, like just played out of his mind this season. Yeah. Before the before the podcast, we're talking about we're not giving out pluses or minuses, but I'm breaking that rule you to give David. To. Per- I'm breaking that rule to give David Perron an A plus. Best player on this team in terms of expectations, absolutely blew them away. He's making four million dollars. Kind of played the, some players that are making ten million dollars this year. Yep. Pagansky, kind of the same thing as McKechnie, and like filled filled in as a role. Did what you expect of him. Yep. See, Zach Sanford got to be an F. Have to be. Have yeah. To be, have to be an F. I'm. We tried our best to give him the benefit of the doubt this season and say like, as a fourth liner, like he can be productive and all those things, dude. At the worst possible times imaginable, Zach Sanford's coughing up the puck in the middle of the ice, giving it to the other team, and they go the other way and score. Big fat F. That is your L of the week, Leah. L of the year. (laughs) Uh, Jaden Schwartz. That's That's tough. tough. I feel like it's got to be a C. Yep. Uh, It it would be a D if it wasn't for, like we talked about on the last pod, uh, unforeseen circumstances affecting him the entire year. So yeah, that's that's tough. I would I would have to give Jaden Schwartz a C. Move, Vladimir Tarasenko, Josh, what do you think about Vladdy? See, I I see. I didn't mean to say that, but yeah, I gave him a C. Um, okay. but I've been staring at it all episode, and it's starting to sh- it's starting to shift into a D. I was gonna give him a D. I mean, it's twenty four games, but those twenty four games, it just felt like like there are so many there's so many players that just like take over a game, and you expect Vladimir Tarasenko to like be that level of player. Yep. The way that like yep. people talk about him. And, like, his shot absolutely changes the game, right? And, like, on the power play and, like, his wrister and, like, scoring goals, all those things. But, like, it's the things that get you there, right? It's, like, he makes good passes sometimes, but, he like, he's not really, like, facilitating the play entirely. Like, I feel like he just kind of, like, reaps the benefits at the end of, like, someone making a miraculous pass to find him wide open, like Robert Thomas did in the playoffs or, like, little things like that. So, yeah, I got to go with a D. Yeah, we're talking about expectations and – you know, if if our baseline is if you meet the expectations, you get a C. I don't think there's anyone out there that would say Vladimir Tarasenko met their expectations. So yeah, D for Vladdy. So the final name on the list, Jordan Cairo, had a blazing hot start to the season. Kind of fizzled out towards the end of the year. Could have earned um, himself an A. Could have earned himself an A, absolutely, if he substantiated that throughout the entire season. Uh, do you give him a B, Josh? I give him a B. Um, like I said, expectations. I think people expected Jordan Kyra to take a step up. Um, and as much as his overall season was pretty much probably aligned with our expectations for him, and I think if you could maybe argue a C for Jordan Kyra, just because I think, you know, all things considered, if you if you look at his total production and not just the hot streak, um, you could say that he just met expectations. But <clears throat> we talk about game breakers a lot on this podcast and there was a stretch of 10, 15, 20 games where Jordan Kyrou looked like an absolute game breaker. Um, and for him to do that in like his, I don't even want to call this a, a real season, but one of his first real full seasons in the NHL, for him to look as good and as dominant as he did. Um, obviously, when the team started to hit a rough patch and the offense began to stagnate, he fell victim to that as well. Um, I don't really think we saw his play as a whole decline a lot. He never, ever got a lot of ice time this season. He was producing the points that he was producing with like 12 13 minutes a night even at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year and he kept playing those minutes and it would just be unrealistic to expect him to continue to produce at that rate because he was shooting like 25 percent, whatever um his his hot start was so exciting and and was one of the most exciting 
individual performances we've seen uh, from a St. Louis Blue in a long, long time. And I want to give him an A, even though the second half of the season was so underwhelming. But I I do think he gets a B. His first season in the NHL in 2018, 16 games played, had three points. 2019, 28 games played, had nine points. This season, 55 games played, 35 points. That is one point behind Braden Shen. Yeah, you could give him an A. You could make the case for Jordan Cairo to have an A. He did kind of fizzle off, but he also was producing numbers at just an absurd pace at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he was point per, he was point per game for a while. I might, especially based off expectations. I did not expect him to be producing the same for this offense as Braden Shen was. That is absurd. I'd almost give him an A as well, but I I, I don't want to. You know, I don't think he was as impactful as a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. Um, so I think yeah. it would be tough to give them the same grade. But again, if we're talking about expectations, I do think that he was that much better than what we expected out of him. I don't know. I'm telling you though, this defense list is gonna be is gonna be fun to talk about. We're gonna be getting into that one tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see if uh we meet your guys' expectations. Uh but that's I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're currently listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and locker room at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and locker room at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.